Welcome to my basement, everybody. We have a phenomenal show for you guys today. We are talking about one of my favorite video games of all time, but it's back. It's Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. And we've got the uh, game director, Pierre Sylvain Guiret. I hope I did all right with that. Hello, yes, Pierre Sylvain Guiret. I'm uh, very pleased to see you tonight, guys. Yeah, this is awesome. And we've got Yuri Lowenthal, uh, who is the voice of the prince. And uh, uh, gee, I was super excited to receive this news. Ubisoft discreetly sent me a little, uh, you know, do you, are you interested in coming to a pre-buzz <laughs> event thing? And I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm fired up. And, uh, you know, clearly uh, this is an important game for Ubisoft. Why don't we start with you, Pierre? Um, why, why is this game so valuable and so beloved by fans around the world? And why was it important for Ubisoft to remake it? Uh, well, Victor, uh, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time was a huge hit uh, back at this time, like 15 years ago. And I think it was the first game of its kind. It really started a new gender for the gaming industry. And it's a masterpiece. And honestly, it was my first game I played. And that's what made me fall in love with the industry. It's a piece wow. of art because like from the music to the visuals, but also like the gameplay, it's like the three pillars with the combat, the parkour and the puzzle was the first of its kind and definitely like started a new gender for the industry. So wow. what else, what else than Prince of Persia Sense of Time to be the first Ubisoft remake? It, it, and that's really cool news, too. This is the first time that Ubisoft is remaking something. Uh, but it's remaking something with the original actor that played the role. Yuri, this must be surreal for you, because I know that the first Prince of Persia Sands of Time experience for you was, was that your first leading role in a video game? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and so, I mean, nobody's more surprised that, than me that, A, that they would revisit it so many years later, and that they would ask me to come back so many years later, I'll never be able to uh, to show the proper gratitude, I'm sure, to to Pierre and the, and the team at Ubisoft. Uh, was, I mean, it's unparalleled in my career that I would get to do this. And it is such a gift to return to a character that I love so much and is so close to my heart all these many years later. So I'm, you, I'm both excited and terrified about the whole experience. Can you remember sort of creating this character with um, the Ubisoft artists and animators and stuff? Can you remember what you guys were going through to kind of get into, into, the, into the role? And then how much of that was muscle memory to kind of, you know, recraft it again for the remake? Well, you know, the, the character has never left me. I, I, didn't, I didn't have to go, you know, digging to find him because I've, I've, I've loved him for so many years. Uh, but early on, I didn't get to work with animators and designers. I was just working right. with Jordan Mechner in a in a room. We didn't do any, you know, performance capture or motion capture because that just wasn't done so much back then, or at least right. not at the level that we can do it today. So it was it was working, you know, in, in close concert with with Jordan and uh, a little bit with Joanna Wasik, who played uh, uh, Farah that that in for that first game. And to get to come back so many years later, with all the sort of the, the developments that, that we've had and the, and the tech and to get to come back and do performance capture and you know for, for these cinematics that we never got to do before uh, with a, a new actress uh, playing Farah who brings her own stamp and she's so wonderful and so uh, so powerful in this role it it was it was a game changer for me I you know I literally to to get to come back and do it over again but 
It's, you know, basically to rewind time. I mean, if you, if you have any game to do this to, to come back so many years to see if we could get it better, yeah, you couldn't have chosen a better game just because of that mechanic alone. But That's uh, so rad. It's like yeah. you guys did the radio drama, and now you're doing the, the stage play of right. the story. That's so exactly. cool. Exactly. And it's, it's, you know, just naturally, I think, you know, we, we didn't change a lot about the game, but the game is brand new in a way because we have so many of these, you know, new elements. That's fantastic. Uh, now, Pierre, you're making the game in India. You're making it in uh, Pune and uh, Mumbai. And it, there's Indian elements in the story of the game. Are those new to the game? I can't remember. I can't, I didn't have time to play the game again. But are you adding and embellishing to the original? Of course, Victor. Uh, as you mentioned, the game is uh, developed in India, both in studio in Pune and in Mumbai. And mm -hmm. the first part of the game is actually taking place in the Maharaja Palace, which is in India. And that's where actually uh, Farah, the Indian princess, uh, appeared for the first time. And it was an honor, you can imagine, for the team and all the artists in India to actually bring up realism and bring a little bit of their culture into the game. We right. actually focused a lot on the architecture the materials and the color, because like it was very close to the heart of the artist to reflect the Indian lighting, the Indian like art. But we also focus on the second part of the game, which is like uh, taking place in Azad, which is in Persia. So it was very interesting to work on the contrast between those two geographic points, where India is very wet and luxurious, while Persia is very dry and has a very specific type of art for the carpet, for the mosaic, but also in terms of lighting, like we really had a blast working on this game. I, I was uh, at Ubisoft Montreal interviewing the uh, developers making the game, and it was really like um, uh, a turning point for the, the company because, you know, in addition to Prince of Persia Sands of Time, there was Splinter Cell, and there were several other massive games that were coming to market. Uh, but I, I distinctly remember interviewing Raphael Lacoste, who uh, was the art director on the game. And he mentioned that a, a lot of the, uh, uh, the environments were influenced by um, paintings of uh, the Arabian kind of culture and life. So it was, it was interpreted, and it, it just blew my mind that so much thought and love and care went into the art design. And I'm wondering how much of that your teams are tapping into or is it trying to, again, reinterpret it and, and be fresh with the way that you're presenting this again? So uh, when we started the pre-production of this remake, we actually uh, get our hands on the original uh, artwork from the team 15 years yep. back. So that was yep. amazing to look at their research. And they had at that time like some technical uh, constraints you know, about the engine. And nowadays, uh, as we use the NVIDIA engine, which has been... Uh, developed for Assassin's Creed origin, like the power of those engines right now are incredible. And we right. really focus on the fantasy of that game. We don't want to be like hyper-realistic because we wanted this 1001 night feeling that are making sense of time is so unique. So that was also one of our main focus with our artistic director and all the art team right now, working on the VFX, working on the wetness, working on all the materials has been like an incredible adventure for the past two years. 
That's awesome. Yuri, you know, doing the performance capture and all that, did you have to practice wall running? Did you have to kind of get that down? Did you avoid the blades? Too, too dangerous at my age. Um, I, as much as I wanted to do that, uh, there, there are highly skilled uh, people who, who helped create this performance with me. Uh, you know, there, I had a great stunt team in, in Montreal where we were recording at Studio Alice. And uh, Robert uh, Moncown uh, was was one of my sort of my primary combat double, and he made me look really good, as did the rest of the team. Uh, but it was uh, just such a joy to to be on the stage with other actors, uh, you know, doing it as a play, you know, in a way that we we didn't get to do it before. Um, That's so but, cool. But no, the, no, no, no wall running for me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> How much has it changed for you? You know, like obviously um, the video game industry has just grown in prominence and, and um, has given you all. Uh, I mean, if you look down your credit list, it's amazing how many seminal video game titles you've been in. And congratulations on Spider-Man. We all love you. what you did with Spider-Man. Oh, thank you. But how much has it all changed for you? Um, you know, because you could really reflect on it, you know, the early days yeah. of, of probably being in a sound booth hidden away somewhere to yeah. this being a massive production with maybe a dozen or so people or more on a big stage. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really exciting. But the, I mean, you know, the the work that, that I have to do um, doesn't doesn't change drastically, mm. but it uh, it opens up, uh, you know, sort of new tools and new ways for me to do it. When I'm, you know, just behind a microphone and you can't see my face or my body, it's a, it's a, I'm flexing a different muscle, and right. in the way that we got to to do this, uh, I got to flex all my muscles, which is, you know, I don't always get to do, and was was super exciting uh, and you know terrifying to cut to revisit something that is already so beloved, even though it was me going back. I, you know, I felt the potential to mess it all up. So, um, but I knew that, you know, the, the joy and the, the love for the game that the, the, the team in uh, Mumbai and Pune and, you know, Pierre, the whole team and, you know, the, at, at Studio Alice, everybody shared a love for that game. And I knew that they were not gonna let me mess it up. So, uh, so it was, it was, it was, a, it was sort of this, this comforting net there the whole time. And it was just, I'll, you know, the, the, the two weeks or so that we, we worked on shooting all the cinematics and, and bringing that to life in a different way. I'll, those are some of my, my fondest memories in this in this business, to be honest. That's awesome. Yeah, I do remember that uh, back then there was a real a dependency on, on hand animating everything. Even though it looked yeah. like it was motion capture, it was all hand animated and, and all the artists, you know, understandably so, were incredibly proud of what they were able to do, all the animators and artists. But things so, are yeah. different now. And uh, Pierre, you, you have to kind of coordinate and, and uh, you know, clearly storytelling and performance is incredibly uh, important in modern gaming. Um, and, you know, hence working with one of the best actors in the business with this stuff. Uh, just sorry for all the buttering you up there, Yuri. Oh, but you are. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Victor, we've um, known each other a long time. It's, it's, okay. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, what other things, what other considerations do you have to make for, for the modern player out there? And I know that one of the, the major questions about this game is, it, is it going to stay true to the, the single player roots? Is it, it you know, is it a... Uh, uh, like a full story based thing or you know are you adding elements to um you know add purchasable items and things like that afterwards because there's you know a lot of a lot of changes have happened in the video game industry since the first prince of persia sands of time 
Yeah, we stay true to the original design because like uh, Prince of Persia Sands of Time uh, is a beautiful game and we wanted to respect first the narration because like the story between the prince and the princess is so important and so iconic so cool. of this game and of the beauty yep. that we stick to the original script. We found a few lines that were not used and we did some tweak with the talent of Yuri but also Supender. We wanted to give some liberty for the actor, actually, during the cinematic to make it real. So we have the natural uh, flow of the of the cinematic. And in terms of gameplay, we stay true to the original game as well, because it was perfectly balanced. It was the first of its kind, you know, with the combat, the puzzle, the parkour. So we really wanted to respect the original design. But to make it accurate for the new players, we did revisit the three C's to actually provide a smooth experience and the complete velocity and uh, responsiveness for the player. So mainly we reworked on the full camera mm -hmm. to have like a seamless experience between the cinematic and the gameplay, but also really revisited the combat because like the combat needed some tweak to actually fulfill the expectation of the actual players. Very cool, very cool. Um, so this is the reemergence of Prince of Persia, and uh, are you guys already planning more? Are you able to tease us with more? Like, we all want to play this, but we've also been missing the Prince for a long time. This is I'm the just, beginning. Honestly, I'm just basking in the uh, the what we've gotten to do, uh, which I never thought would ever happen. So I haven't even really gotten a chance to uh, to, to think about anything other than this. <laughs> Well, on our, on our part, Victor, we really focus on delivering the best experience possible for the player. They've been asking for Prince of Persia to come back for years, yes. and we are very actually pleased to actually give them the first Ubisoft remake, and what else than Prince of Persia Sense of Time to actually fulfill the expectation. That's awesome. Did you work with uh, Jordan on uh, Jordan Mechner at all on, on the remake? Was he consulted or brought in for this one? So, like Jordan, as you know, is the father of the prince. And during yeah. the pre-production, we, of course, get in touch with Jordan because we wanted to have his input. We wanted to also know what was the original intention to see if he wanted to adjust something, if there was some hiccup that he wanted us to actually fix. So we got in touch with Jordan, but the Indian studio had the complete ownership of uh, this first remake. And I'm pleased to tell you that Jordan put his hands on the game last week and had the chance to play it, and he was very pleased with the output. Amazing. And, 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 and I, of course, I, I, Jordan and I have been friends since that first game. And so right. I, I, of course, couldn't help but uh, touch base with him as we were doing the new stuff. I would, right I would occasionally, you know, just get on the phone with him and be like, oh, my God, you can't believe what we're doing. And he was, you know, that sort of kept him excited throughout the, uh, the, the, whole, the whole experience as well. Yuri, you you've had the chance to work with so many different studios on so many different projects, and I you know I know that the industry has and continues to be in sort of uh, uh, kind of self-defining itself and kind of finding its path on how production is handled, and you know you things can be a little bit differently run a bit differently with one studio compared to another. Is there a bit more homogeneity in the way that production sort of works? from your perspective or is there a different vibe when you make a Ubisoft game than when you uh, work on an Insomniac game? That's a great question, Victor. I, you know, especially with, with everything changing, uh, you know, in the last six months, there has been, there have been major changes to the way we do things. Uh, of course. Yeah. You know, it's in, all out of basements uh, now. 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's everybody's basement. I'm, I'm broadcasting from my basement. I record in my basement. Um, but yeah, I would say each, uh, you know, working with different devs and different companies do come with different feels um, and different, uh, you know, the way things are done. And so it is, it is fun getting to work with a lot of different people because you get a lot of different experiences. Uh, and having worked on this game, this game, the way I worked on this game, uh, the first time we did it uh, back in, you know, 15 plus years ago, uh, was even stood, stood apart from other games I'd worked on and would work on after that because cool. of the care that, uh, you know, Jordan was the, he was the, the head of the dragon on that one. Like he was in the room, he was directing, he was writing. He, uh, he was allowed the time to make, you know, to finesse things uh, when we were working on it together and to really take that time to get exactly what the game needed. And you don't always have that, uh, that luxury with, right. uh, with games. And it, so- It set an incredibly yeah. high bar too, didn't it? That was part of the yeah. challenge with that game. Ab absolutely. Yeah. And coming back to it, you know, I, I, I was a little worried that we wouldn't have the same care. And that was immediately, that fear was immediately wiped away. Um, you know, the, 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 the time and the love and the care that I could tell was going into it uh, reminded me of that, that first time around only like, you know, you know with, with, with so many more tools at our disposal and, you know, so many more days to, to create that. So That's wonderful. It, was, it was great. Pierre, this is an incredibly important game for your Indian studios. And, you know, one of the things that I admire so much about Ubisoft is it's almost impossible to understand the totality of this company because you guys have studios everywhere. It's ridiculous. But talk to me a little bit about, you know, what this means for your teams in India. Well, I joined Ubisoft India about like six to seven years ago. I first mm. came for six months and I felt in love with the country, but mainly with the studio and all the people here because their energy is absolutely incredible. They have a lot of talents and they are craving to actually produce more game. And of course, Princess of Persia Sense of Time Remake is a huge milestone for our studios because we want to prove the world that like we are gonna deliver an amazing game and with very talented people and we can only thank Ubisoft for their support because we had the support from other studios, from Montreal, from Kiev, from like all the studios around the world. Like they brought us like some experience. They also helped us to understand the tools. And it was a huge challenge for the studio. And we are very pleased after two years of effort to actually bring you this amazing remake. I uh, can't wait, you guys. Gave the last go round on this a 10 out of 10 all those years ago. Uh, and I'm so, so fired up. I am so excited. So uh, congratulations, you two. And we, we, we have to wait until uh, early 2021, but uh, I'm sure it will be January worth January 21. Wait. I think it's January 21, 2021. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Remember. It's awesome. tomorrow, guys. Yes. Right. It's basically tomorrow. Just a couple sleeps. <laughs> yeah. Time has no meaning anymore. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you both, gentlemen. And uh, congratulations. That was uh, Yuri and Pierre talking about Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, the remake. Thanks for watching, everybody. We will see you soon. And until then, play forever.